So you hate those awkward holiday party questions. You hate people being in your business. You're not feeling so hot about your work this past year. Man, have I been there. And this is the episode for you. And we're going to talk about how to upsell yourself and get through those awkward holiday questions at parties. Let's do it. So you want to be an it girl? So in LA, the air is crisp. The seasons are changing. The holidays are here. The decor is being put up around the houses and people are traveling home for the holidays. And many a holiday party are taking place and you can't decide what outfit to wear. Is it appropriate? Is it inappropriate? So many questions. And somewhere in there, you start to dread all these pesky questions from your friends and family and loved ones. In today's episode, we are talking about how to handle those pesky questions and how you might want to answer. One of those questions that I have personally experienced a lot is, how's that insert passion career going? In my case, this would be acting, but in your case, it would be insert passion career. (sighs) So cute that people just, the truth is people are trying to talk to you. You have to remember this. Whenever you're going to a holiday event, function, gathering, you have to remember that really why people are asking about this is because they're trying to find something to talk about with you. So they're not asking to be like, have you accomplished anything yet? No, they're really just being like, This is something I know about you and I'm trying to strike up a conversation. So you you have to, you know, take off your bullshit on your shoulders and put it on the ground. And remember, they're not asking about your bullshit. They're asking just about something they think they can talk to you about. So how is that insert passion career going? When in doubt, my answer is to always respond with something comedic. You know, before you attend these events, it would be good to think about what are some recent wins you've had? Like, uh, I recently connected with, you know, XYZ person from XYZ company. In my case, it would look something like, I just had a really big audition for the first time for the person who cast the CW show, like whatever. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you didn't have to say anything about the size of the project, the size of the introduction, anything. You're just scaling what the win is. So you just need to look back at your last year and think about what things you have have been a win for you and how maybe you could spin them so you're not deprecating in that win. So you want to take out things like, in my case, I've heard this one a lot in Career Activate with Jonah Shaoshi, whenever we are like telling our wins, they'll be like, I auditioned for three short films this week. She's like, why do we need to say short film? Why can't you just say I auditioned for three films this week? So it's the same thing. You could be like, oh yeah, we just got three tiny new clients at the at the office. Why do we need to say tiny? Just say like, oh, we just gained three new clients, whatever it is. So you got to like tailor your answer to upsell. And also remember that connecting with people, being introduced to people that maybe this People have heard of her, maybe not. Or you can just say, I got introduced to somebody who's big in the space, whatnot. That's a win. So we have to remember that. And then you can also bring up like, oh, I'm going to be working on 
in the next year. So for instance, me and Eric are going to be working on producing a film next year that we're really excited about. So when people are like, are you working on anything? I'll be like, yeah, I'm gearing up. We don't need to mention the timeline. No one needs to be like, yeah, we haven't set a timeline. Like me and Eric have had talks about it. We are moving on it, but like, there's no set timeline. So you can be like, yeah, I'm working on a film next year. I'm so excited about it. I think it's like the best script, you know, we've worked on in a while. And, you know, we're going to go all out on the location. That is something I would probably say if they were like, are you working on anything? Yes, I am. I'm working on this thing that's coming up. What are you in the process of? What are you in the middle of right now that you can share? It doesn't always have to be something that's done, completed and got like a star of approval rating. You have already worked or are working on something awesome. And like I said, you just remember that they are trying to talk to you. So after a beat of that, you can always throw it back on them. What are you working on? Like I said, they're just trying to talk to you. So next, people will sometimes ask, you know, where can I see your work? Where can I see your product? Where can I buy your clothing line? And for some people, this is a dreaded question because in a lot of people's minds, like if it's a product, they're like, can I get it at Target or the mall? And they, you think that's like the marker of success for actors. Obviously it's being on a TV show that people would see, you know, any, any really TV show, not like these, maybe what we consider smaller projects. So like that question can be really frustrating of where can I see your work? And if you have something that you do want to share, easy, great. You can be like, yeah, you know, my, um, my co-star role in Grey's Anatomy just showed. Great. I'm really happy for you. You have a great win. You should just share it and you can skip the next part of this podcast. But for those who maybe don't have that kind of win share, something I would say um, is, oh, well, I don't, the Julia Fox response. Well, I don't like to talk about things and until they're complete, but I am working on something. You can say, well, I'm involved in some projects, but they're, they're top secret. Or I'm, I'm working on a, you know, a new design or new clothing partnership with a really exciting brand, but I can't talk about it yet. Whatever it may be, you're kind of like spreading it out. Maybe like you took a new job and they're like, oh, well, can I come see you at work? And you're like actually just doing like stock management and you're in the back so they can't see you at work. I would say something at, well, their training is really serious because they have a super tight image of what they need to represent for the man. So you can't come see me at work until I'm out of training. Whatever it is, you just got to sell the situation. So upsell yourself. Wordsmith it a little. For me, you know, this year I've been looking for a manager and, you know, it's been kind of hard. So, you know, if people are asking me like, well, what are you working on? I don't want to be like, oh, it's been so hard for me to get a manager this year. Like, uh, 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 like A, they don't want to hear it. It's a super big downer. But B, you don't want to talk about yourself this way. So if they're like, Marley, what have you been working on? I'll be like, well, you know, this year I've been really focused on finding the right manager, but I'm being extremely selective in who I'm talking to. So you're putting yourself back in the power there by saying I'm being extremely selective, not that nobody else wanted me. And I think that makes your uh, self-worth feel better. So switching a little bit from the career, everybody always wants to know about people's personal lives at these functions. So somebody might come up to you and ask, you know, how have you been? Blah, blah, blah. Are you dating? Are you seeing anyone? Like I said, there's always the comedic approach. 
In the past, I have said things like, no, the only thing I'm looking for is a relationship with a pet because I feel like that might be a more stable choice. Always a comedic route. But I know talking about dating can be awkward or maybe you're not ready to share with people. So you can always say, well, you know, at this time, like, I'm just really focusing on my career. But if you know anybody... I'd I'd love to meet them, you know, throw it back on them to now ponder of who they possibly know. And if you're not interested in dating at all, I'd probably just say, no, not at the time of the holidays. The holidays can be a, a bad time to date because I think people get lost in it or something that you seem smart. You seem um, like you have a strong head on your shoulders. You know, there's always a way to avert it. And maybe you are seeing someone and you're just not ready to talk about it. I would just say, yeah, I've been dating and, you know, maybe I'll be able to talk about it soon, but I'm not ready to yet. I love to leave people with the intrigue. But if you're not somebody who likes to leave people with some intrigue, you could just be like, yeah, I'm seeing someone and just go right back to them. Like, how's their partner? Are they seeing someone? Just start to try to quickly gain information about them. You can ask because trust me, they are totally fine moving on to a different topic if they're talking about themselves. Seeing we're talking about dating and talking about um, awkward other questions. Another question people get asked is, when are you getting engaged or getting married? Again, another thing people should not be sticking their nose in. Nobody is on a timeline. Timelines are so confusing post-COVID. I think all of us have felt like we've lost like two years of our normal tracing life. So the expectation of where you're getting in your age is not a marker of, oh, I need to get married or I need to be in a serious relationship. Everybody is different. So I just want to say that. But if you do get asked, when are you getting married or getting engaged? I would just, and you don't, if you don't want to answer, I would say, well, we're waiting for uh, less unsettling times. You could mean COVID by that. You could mean Ukraine by that. Settling times literally could be, I didn't like the weather today. It's very undescript, but everyone understands if you think it's an unsettling time that like you're, you're into it, you're happy about it, but you know, unsettling times are going to end whenever you decide on settling times and from you. The other one that I think is like a very appropriate like conversation ender is like, we're waiting until I'm farther in my career. We're waiting until we save X amount of money. We're waiting until we can afford a house. Because once again, they don't know the timeline and it kind of just puts a period on the conversation. Now, if it's a conversation you want to have a little bit more and you're like, oh, no, like actually we've been thinking about it. You can say something about, well, we've actually started talking about it, but like, I'm actually going to like leave it up to my partner to decide more because they're not in the conversation, hopefully, that you're having with this person. So again, it will just like sort of be like intriguing. It's like, keep you posted TBA, but you know, it's not saying no, it's not saying yes. In my case, honestly, I've just been very honest about it recently. And like, that's fine too. But if you're uncomfortable, just end it with a period by saying, I'm waiting till XYZ time. <laughs> and that could be a time frame you have set in any, any framework. Another question people love to ask about, which I find is horribly hilarious given everything going on with cryptocurrency. People love to know if you are investing in saving. Why do people think it's okay to ask these questions? I think they are deeply personal and private, but for some reason we see these as general conversation. Honestly, truly baffling. 
Um, So people ask, are you investing or saving? I don't know a lot about investing or saving, to be completely honest, if you talk about the grand scheme of things. However, I do know a decent amount. I don't like to have these conversations regarding money with people. I think it's very uncomfortable. So I always play a little dumber card here. And I'm like, you know, I've actually been trying to get into it. What would be your best advice back on them? Or like, what mistakes did you make at my age about investing or saving that I can learn from? Because then you have to give nothing away about your current financial situation, what you think is a good idea, what you think is a bad idea, because you don't want to offend them or anything. But now you might pick up a gold nugget or not. It's always good to listen to what people have to say. If they are feeling comfortable about talking about investing in money, maybe that's something they feel comfortable about. So that maybe they'd be willing to share some advice with you. Honestly, that is my go-to answer is just to inquire about the things they learned when they were my age or what they're doing because investing is very interesting and there's a lot to handle and there's a lot of different methods and people have really, really different opinions about it. Hopefully, you can take away something from their experience. Another one, particularly for those in a passion career, if you will, is people always ask, are you thinking about moving home? It really, it depends on the person and it depends on the inflection. But I can find this question to be a little like passive aggressive, if you will, thinking like, oh, you're not successful. So like, do you need to be safe and like come home and and be taken care of? At the same time, maybe you just are moving home for not that reason. And I want to put a like, you know, little asterisk in here that moving home is not giving up on something. Sometimes life happens and that's okay. Especially in a post-COVID world, it has made the possibility of doing certain jobs from anywhere in the world a lot more capable. And I think that's something really freeing because our generation is getting a little bit of quality of life back by that because you can live anywhere and you don't have to live somewhere that you hate just because your job is there. Anyways, so I just wanted to say that if you are moving home for any XYZ reason, it's nothing to be ashamed of. We're going to take it from two ends of the sword. You're not moving home and you feel maybe a little assaulted that they said that. We're going to start with that one. And then the other angle is like you are moving home and you want to not take it with the negative connotation that might have been sent with it. So someone says this to you and you aren't moving home. You can just talk about the things you really love in the city and why you can't give them up. For me, it would be like, I love it here in New Mexico. I really, really do. But I can't move here full time because honestly, my favorite thing to do is to go out and eat at 10 p.m. at night on a Wednesday. And that's just something New Mexico doesn't offer. So I just I just can't give it up. Absolutely ridiculous reason to not move home. But like true, like no restaurants in New Mexico stay open past like seven. So like the truth of the reason is like, I don't want to move home because like my pace of life is here is great. I think my career is here is great. My friends here are great. All the things. But like, it's just a polite way to be like, no, 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 no. I like X, Y, Z or like, you know, no, I can't move home there because I'm going to. This is funny. This is not my my scenario. But like, if you were like, no, 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 I can't move home. My psychic told me I will meet my future husband in like, like place. Anything ridiculous. People love a comedic answer. And then you don't have to give anything away. You can always hold your cards close to your chest with a comedic answer. So now you are moving home for unknown reasons, 
whatnot. And maybe you feel great about it or maybe you feel insecure about it. So if you feel great about it, you can be like, yes, you know what? I had to come back to New New Mexico or wherever you're from because I absolutely cannot live without Frontier Tortillas. Frontier is a restaurant in New Mexico, but you can't live without that thing that is unique to your place. You don't have to talk about anything going on that might have actually been the reason. Like if it's a money problem, family problem, mental, whatever, you can just evade it by saying, yeah, I had to come back for this one thing that I love. That's kind of funny. Or if you are like not maybe going for the comedic route, you can always just say, you know what? I found my quality of life here to be better. That's all you have to say. You don't have to elaborate. You don't have to go into the X, Y, Z and, you know, all the reasons you can just be like, my quality of life here was really better for my mental health, my sleep. I felt safer here, whatever it may be. And then kind of just ends the conversation. And once again, you can always flip back to like, you know, did you did you move somewhere and move back or did you ever move someplace new at this point in your life? Like what not? Like, what do you recommend? Flip it back on them. Because again, the whole reason people are asking these personal but have become unpersonal questions is because they're just trying to talk to you. So offer up things you're willing to talk about. What are you watching? What are you reading? What podcasts are you into? Confessions of a wannabe a girl. Confessions of a wannabe it girl. That is all you say. That's the only conversation you need to have with anyone ever. Just kidding. I'm totally kidding. But you get the point. What are the things you are willing to talk about and openly want to talk about? Are you playing a new video game? Do you know a new hack on a video game? So like if you are feeling some anxiety, social anxiety for these gatherings, I would challenge you to think about maybe some of these questions and what, what route you would like to take the answer from. What are some of your wins? And then deflect to like the things you want to talk about. I can talk for 45 minutes about how obsessed I am with my cat. I really can. So like it, it's that simple. These conversations, they don't have to be that deep. You don't have to go pull out your Faustian German stories and talk about your philosophies on life, like they're surface level. And then, you know, when you're done, excuse yourself for the bathroom, say you're really hungry, offer to get them a drink and you'll get them a drink and you'll bump into someone else and you'll move on. So holidays, you know, they can be hard and they can be triggering. It can be a triggering time because I think around this time of the year, it's the end of the year. And we start to think a lot about our goals that we set last year. And we worry like, did we achieve them? Did we not achieve them? And that can start to affect your confidence. If you are slipping into that before you're going into these holiday party gathering situations, I really encourage you to just look at the time we have left and pick one small goal, small. I'm talking so tiny. If it's just like, I make my bed every morning. That's the type of size goal I'm talking about. And do it every single day. Because when you do stick to something like this, your confidence and self-worth will go up because you are showing up every single day for this goal. For me right now, I'm in a like kind of like self-help, self-discovery program that I started six months ago. It ends in December. So like my goal right now is to do that every single day. And I'm, I'm going to finish early if I do that. But like the point being is like, I know I'm at least doing that. I know that. And that's going to set me up to go into these situations knowing this. And then also, like, I have something to talk about. Like, you know, I've been working on this, uh, you know, self-help program because I'm really into, like, understanding the way I, I... 
I talk to myself, whatnot. If that's something you're open to talking about, and then you can talk about how you set these goals. They're something you don't want to share, default to the books and TVs. And just make sure this is something you can accomplish. Thank you guys so much for listening to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. Our holiday schedule will be a little bit different. I think we'll be taking two weeks off in December, just so you are aware. But please make sure to rate and subscribe to the show. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday. So you want to be an it girl?